Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Frankie and Joshua Peck from NeverendingCashflow.com, and they're a family-owned business that's been in the alternative financial solution field for over 20 years now. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, can you guys just expand a bit more on you know, your businesses, where they are today, and the kind of people that you love working with? Absolutely. So we are a family business. There's mom, dad. Unfortunately, our father was on the call earlier, and his connection wasn't very good. But I guess oh, that's no, what he's out there in Hawaii with a bad connection. Boo hoo! <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Poor thing. Um, so uh, yeah, so there's six kids, and uh, you know, both my parents, and then extended family. We work together. Uh, our father's been in the industry since the early 80s. Uh, and uh, basically, we, 2000, we started our own business. And, uh, and so that's, we didn't always do what we did. We started doing what everybody else did. And obviously, you understand that in order to be successful, you have to find a solution to problems and not what everybody else was doing. That was basically the problem is what everybody else was doing wasn't working. So but anyway, so we love working with people that want to become better because uh, what we do is we coach, we teach, and it's those that don't want to take action and don't want to get ahead and don't want to learn and grow and be better. Uh, the ones that don't want to do that, we don't want to work with those people. We don't work with those people. Uh, we only work with the people that want to get ahead. And the thing is, is even though we focus on alternative investments and alternative solutions, uh, there's an aspect to our business and we call it infinite freedom living where we actually touch on personal, you know, mm. and I, it's, it's spiritual, civic, uh, and just becoming better all around. But uh, yeah, balance. so I'm Joshua. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm number four out of six. This is <laughs> this is Frankie. He's number one, and nobody wants to be number two. That's my sister. Uh, but, she's number uh, two. So she's number. She's number two. <laughs> all right. So number no, one, talk to me. So yeah. So no, listen, you know. I just happen to be number one because I'm the oldest. That's the only reason why I'm number one. You know, otherwise, these guys would be pounding all over me. So I'm the oldest. They have a little bit of respect for me, and they allow me to be number one. So, <laughs> nice. so, yeah, so what is this like from a, a family dynamic? I mean, we talked to a lot of people on this podcast. Some are entrepreneurs. Others are working with their partner. You know, Katie and myself, you know, we live together. We work together. That creates a whole different level of dynamics. You guys, family business, parents, you know, six kids. Oh my gosh. So how, what's it like for you guys with this level and size of business? It's actually been pretty, 
pretty amazing. Um, I'm going to say some people always come to us and they always say, Hey, you know what? It's so hard to work with my family members. And we, you know, we get, we don't get along very well. It's created this division, but I think for us, it's allowed us to come together even more. Um, it's allowed us to trust each other more, uh, to care for each other when we've gone through hard times and struggles. It's allowed us to put other, other, you know, each other's needs before our own. Um, mm -hmm. When you learn to do that, um, I think life becomes a little easier because now you're taking care of each other and the trust is there. So no matter what you do, I mean, I trust my brother, Josh, he's here. There's other businesses that we have as well with other family members together. We trust each other implicitly, not even to spend a, a penny more without talking to the other person. It's just, it, it's created a whole new dynamic. We go on vacations together. We want to hang out together. We talk every day in business. We have an accountability meeting every single morning together. And then we just move forward and try to work as hard as we can for each other. Yeah, and then what, one of the questions we get is, your family, do you guys fight? And it's like, <laughs> we fight all the time. We're a hardcore sports fans. So, I mean, every day is an argument about who should be on the team, who's playing, who should be kicked off the team. Uh, but, uh, no, we, we, we fight, but we've, we've done a really good job of, I mean, just like anybody else, right? Siblings fight, but we've done a really good job of leaving it at the office and really understanding what's most important. So, Frankie and I, I mean, over the years, me and Frankie probably work most with each other and we've had heated arguments. And, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, we give, give each other a kiss on the cheek and I'll see you on Sunday for family dinner, you know, kind of thing. And so there's, there's just things that are more important than business. And I think uh, understanding that um, uh, goes a long way because like Frankie was saying, it's not just being in business and being successful, but it's being able to have that relationship that, doesn't matter what happens to our business, you know, we're, we're going to have that relationship. Well, hold on, guys. There's a point to business. There's a point to all of this. It's not just about to be successful or earn so much money. It's about the whole experience, the whole ecosystem, which is why are you doing this to start with? So just to be successful in business and it tear your family apart, it's like that's probably the worst thing that could happen. So from your perspective, what what is it that's been the sort of the secret behind the ability to be honest, to have these arguments and still know where you're going. I think it real, realistically has a lot to do with loving each other, realistically. Um, you'll, you, when, if you ever got to know us, we have a zeal for life. We love other people. We love doing service. Sometimes we go on vacations. We try to do a service, a service project together to help other people. Uh, we love, try to love our fellow man. We want to help people. And that, can, that, that means helping each other. You know, we want to help each other do everything. And I, I know it kind of sounds corny and stuff, but it really is. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, real, realistically just, you know, trying to to be the better person that you can be um, and love each other and love others the way you would want to be loved. Realistically, that's kind of how it comes down to it. Um, yeah. So you want to say, oh, you know, you do business, but we only like to do business with people that we really love or care for. Realistically, we have a, a rule as far as our clients are concerned. We tell them it's a two way relationship. We have to appreciate each other. You can fire me as a, an advisor or somebody who's giving, helping you move along, but I can fire you too if I feel like you don't care for me or appreciate me either. I'm not going to let somebody chew on me all day long because then it wears me down. And then I go home and my kids are like, why are you, why are you so angry at me? You know. But huh. realistic, it's, it's about relationships and caring for each other and really trying to move forward together. And that's what we, we feel like. We feel like there's always enough money to help other people move forward, even our, each other and our clients. And there's always more than enough. There's, there's more than enough to go around. I was going to say to add on that too is, is that we're in a business where we provide solutions. So it's, it feels good, you know? So it's, it's, I mean, we've gone through a lot of hard times. I mean, we could have a, a past tissues around, right? But at the end of the day, it's, is our business is very rewarding. 
Um, and so it's, it's legitimately helping people. And so when you can see that and you're doing it together and you're talking about people and you're concerned for people, um, mm. then, uh, like Frankie was saying, it's just, it's a different feeling. It's not just about the money, which is, that's nice. You know, the money enables, enables us to have the freedoms we have, but at the end of the day, and I, I used to think just rich people say that, right. Oh, and money doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, we've had plenty of money and we've had absolutely nothing. Um, you know, and, and being able to get through that and to be able to have that good attitude where, where you're going through that. Cause again, there's like a bigger picture, like kind of like what you're saying, what's the whole point? Like, what are you trying to do? What are you doing this for? And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Yeah. I mean, that, that sort of visibility of what you're doing, where you're going, who you're serving. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, Frankie, that, you know, that those clients that, you know, I can fire them. You can fire me because what is the knock on effect of having a bad client and then bringing that energy back home to 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 your your family is it can be tough so it sounds like there's a couple of stories behind that i think as a business owner we have all hired the wrong clients we have all made these mistakes so what was it for you guys where you were like there needs to be a new boundaries and a new mission statement something because the wrong people are coming through how did you get to that point where you had the confidence the ability to say no to some people because you saw the bigger picture I think one thing to add to is, is um, as we started to realize that we had things that people needed and wanted, um, it, it empowered us uh, because as a business owner, the last thing you want to do is just take off a client or lose an account. Like, oh my gosh, but Frankie nailed it right on the head. If you can set expectations from the beginning is that, look, I need you, you need me. And if you don't appreciate me, this relationship's over. Uh, and you also have to show appreciation from the small clients to the big clients. You have to show that appreciation for, I don't care what business you're in, that you need to set those expectations from the beginning. And it is scary because when you desperately need something or another person or another business or another client in your life, and it's almost like a bluff, right? Like, hey, like something's going on. It's like, hey, we can end this relationship now. And we have, uh, but it was, it was really, and again, it's when people, successful people are telling us like you control how you want to feel. Like if this is draining you, it's like, get rid of it. And it's like, well, but that's my income. It's like, find something more healthy, right? Find a healthier one, look for it. But you, you got to actually take steps to do it. And it was listening to people that have done it before us. And how, how many years, Frankie, did it take us to actually fire a client? Because you're like, that's my yeah. money. I can't do that. And it's miserable, right? They take all your energy. They're taking all your time. And they're just negative and, so and you're negative. going through all this craziness. And so basically you come to a point to where you try it, right? Experiment on what these successful coaches, because that, that's what we believe in that hundred percent is paying for information, paying for coaching, but go actually taking the advice and actually doing it like, and to actually try yeah, it. And when it wanna... works. Jump into one point you made there. It's people at home, you know, just starting up, or maybe they're a couple of years in, and it, you're still finding it's the wrong, the wrong kind of clients. But you're right; it's it's hard. How do I? It's great advice. We all know logically what we should do, but it's the actual application, how to actually overcome that and do it. Now that is where that's the biggest hurdle. We all know, we just can't do it. So when what was it, or was it just a case of ah, there's no secret sauce? It you just gotta fucking do it. <laughs> well, I think realistically, when it finally actually happens, we had a couple clients, um, no matter what you do for them, they're not appreciative. They don't appreciate that two-way relationship. They're always negative about something, even though they're earning higher rates of return. They've got the safety of the investment. They got all the cash flow coming in. They're just never happy. 
So at some point, I think uh, some of our guys in our office who we love because they're part of our family, they, they were pretty down. They were like, hey, so-and-so's calling. He's yelling at me. He's kind of put me down, telling me how, you know, what kind of fool am I, you know, for th- mistakes they didn't even make. Or maybe they did make a mistake. And I remember, uh, I don't want to, you know, talk specifically, but I remember um, we had to finally go talk to the client and say, look, he's a human being. He has feelings. He's part of our family. You obviously don't appreciate our relationship. You don't speak to him as if he's below you. You got to speak to him as if he's your equal. And he, and sometimes, you know, these people get this mindset, like they, they don't always talk to us that way. They'll talk to these other guys that way that are in our office. And those guys are our family too. So we finally yeah. had to say, you know what? I think it's a better fit if you find another, another avenue to, to take your money, another place to go. And usually they change their tune. They're like, whoa, I don't really want to leave you guys. Sorry if I was being so negative. And they, a lot of times they'll apologize. They'll go apologize back to our, our person or our, our guy working in our office or our girl working in our office. Um, so I, I, isn't that where the real person comes in? Because what you said that sparked a memory of very high powered um, CEO and he treats the cleaner just like he does his other partners because everyone is part of the family. Everyone's part of the business. How you treat one person, regardless of stature and status represents you as a human being and your values and what you hold to be true. So if you see that with a client treating someone else in that manner, but it's but he won't you know, treat you that way, that says so much about them. And it might be a beautiful moment of, oh, you've held them accountable to their own BS. You've held them accountable to something they didn't see before. They're now at choice to improve, not only as a client, but also as a human being or they have the ability to avoid and walk away. So lovingly, I think your that ability to put someone at choice in that moment is, it takes guts, it takes experience, but it's so valuable on multiple different levels. It, and sure. and I, think part, I think part of it is talking straight to, um, is that you know usually when you have a friendship and you have a business relationship, the conversation is always different, right? It's very cordial, right? If you have a friend, you're like, hey, what's up? But when you have like a business relationship, it's typically very like formal or cordial, you know, but when's the last time that you sat down with somebody that was treating you rude and talked to them like a friend or like a relationship, meaning like, why do you talk to me like that? You know, did I do something to offend you? Like, do you not, a, do you not understand how much work I've been putting into this? But just talking straight, and like you mentioned that a second ago is that, you know, it's hard to have that conversation. It's hard to fire them if that's not what you want to do, but sometimes just exposing what's going on and talking straight um, and just sharing like, Hey, you know what? Every time you, every time you talk to me, you know, it's, I I don't feel good when when we're done. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not good conversations. And so a lot of times it gets people to start thinking, but just talking straight, especially if you're scared to offend somebody or, but what are you going to say when you're saying, Hey, you know, you, you talk to me like that. I just, I don't know. I don't, it hurts my feelings. I don't appreciate it. You know, or I feel bad. And, you know, I I treat my wife, me and my wife's like, why are you treating me like that? And so if you let people know things like that, like just telling the truth, a lot of times it makes people just think like, shoot, like, did I really do that? You know, or, oh, okay. But now they're aware, you know, and then again, that will be easier later on if you need to have that conversation about like, okay, this is, I've talked to you about it before, but I think just talking straight, you know, and not to get like cheesy or emotional about it, but at the end of the day, just being completely honest, you treat me rude. And I don't appreciate it, you know. Yeah, with and I was also wearing the, the hats. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say too. One of the things is is that 
you have to have good people behind you and, and you got to appreciate the people that work for you and with you. Like you were saying, the successful CEO treats us, the cleaner the same as he treats his partners. Um, our people in our office, like I said, they're family, they're loyal to us. They've been with us through the hard times. See, they sacrifice with us and we don't, we don't forget that. You know, we've gone through hard times, they've gone through hard times, but they decided that they wanted the relationship to stay and to stay with us. So we feel, you know, as family, we got to defend them as well, even though we're not going to go throw our business out the window. Um, but Josh is right. The other thing is, is that we try to create relationships with all of our clients. It doesn't matter if they have $15 million or $20 million, or if they have a hundred thousand or $200,000, we literally try to treat everybody the same. And we want to have that relationship with you. We do keep it business, but at the same time, we, we, we try to, we, like as Josh said, we, we, we try to help teach balance in clients' lives as well. We try to teach, um, you know, um, family, uh, ideas, things that we've done as a family, because people always ask us like, How's your family do so? So we share their ideas together. So part of what we do too is we're really big on relationships. So sometimes when Josh is saying, it's a lot easier to go to somebody and say, hey, I didn't really like the fact that you said this, be direct as a, fam a friend you would say to a friend. Um, and they, a lot of times they'll turn around and, and be like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. So relationships are really big with us, whether it's our employees or whether it's our clients or people that we work with. Sorry. That. So, so true. <laughs> no, great point. It's all about honesty, integrity, being in alignment. I was going to jump in and say it's about the hats that we wear. It's like, you know, we all have these, the business version of me and then the, the friend version of me. But when those are so polar opposites, it's who, who am I? Who am I as a, as a human, as a being? And why do I have to shift between here's my professional talk and here's my personal talk rather than just being me? Now, doesn't that feel easier? Doesn't that feel more in alignment? I think that's one thing that's missing. That's maybe one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the years, just being more aligned with who you are. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to have the fake conversations or do the fake thing. It's no, if you could just be in alignment, then everything becomes that little bit easier. Um, and with six kids, two parents and a massive team, it's like there's an awful lot of energies. If they're all fluctuating between work, business, that's a lot of personas to be floating around one office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have nicknames for each other. We joke around. Some, some people are stronger, some people are not. But you know what? The thing is, is, we respect each other. No matter what we do, we respect each other and we love each other. That's the whole thing. It's, that's why it's so easy to get along because if somebody feels so strongly about something, if Josh was like, no, I, I, you know, he has to have this. I got to sit down and think, you know what? he's got to have it. Let's, let's, let's go forward. We care about each other. We care about how each other feels. And so that's kind of easy. It's an easy way to do business when you care about each other. Yeah. So if somebody feels so strongly about something, it's like, Hey, let's move forward. I'm, I'm behind you. Let's do it. Okay. This, this has been so much fun so far, but I'm going to get real with you guys because you know, we've talked an awful lot about what you do well, what you do great. And it's like, yes, there's, there's been a couple of nice nuggets of lessons already given within this episode. But however, guys, come on, tell me, where is it challenging? Because it's not all rainbows and buttercups and everything's amazing. So what areas do you have to continuously focus on? Or maybe it's still a challenge and you haven't quite got it solved yet. Where is that for you guys right now? And I guess it might be different hey, for each individual person. Get my right? list. Let me get my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say realistically, we all got different personalities, right? So um, one, we all live far apart now. You know, my dad's in a certain city. We always worked in the same office together, which made it a little easier to do business. One, being far apart is a little bit harder. So every single morning we have to meet together to have an accountability meeting. So every morning at nine o'clock, did you do what you were supposed to do? And during the day we check on each other. 
sometimes we got on three ways calls together. So that's hard to be able to work. And, and, you know, Josh has got his, we're big in the family. We're big in the family. I coach, I have four kids. I coach all my kids in soccer and basketball. And that's important to me, but I got to make sure I have the right balance. And Josh is sitting there going, Hey dude, like you can cut, coach five soccer teams, but that's not paying the bills. So get your butt back in here and do what you're supposed to do. You know, Josh has his kids. He's got five kids. I mean, he tried to, he beat me as of right now. I'm a, I might go out and have another one, but I had to, Frankie it, was taller and he was older. <laughs> so I had to have more kids. <laughs> So, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard that living far apart has created a little a new dynamic. But every day we're on a conference call for, for accountability. Two, I think sometimes too, everyone's got different personalities. Like I'm the I'm I'm extremely I'm the worry wart in the office. Like I I want to do extra due diligence and take our time. And Josh is like, dude, you've already done too much due diligence. Like let's pull the trigger. Like he wants to pull the trigger quicker. You know, so everybody, everybody has their own personalities and it kind of comes together. I think it's sometimes it's a good thing. And sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes they kind of loop, we lose opportunities sometimes because we didn't jump on something quicker because that's my fault. Or sometimes we jump into the wrong opportunities because Josh, we got to quicker because of Joshua's fault. But at the end of the day, we, we just move on. And that's the hard part is, is the hard part is being far apart, different personalities, but sometimes that's our strength at the same time. Mm. What do you think, Josh? All right, tell me. Tell if me, I, if, I, tell if me. I say something else, you <laughs> might get mad. So. <laughs> okay, never mind. Don't talk uh, to Josh. <laughs> You know, I, I think too, and so being a part like this is an experiment for our family and it all, all happened. There's a whole COVID story, but COVID was like the best thing, the silver lining. I don't want to say the best thing because there's a lot that had happened even, you know, with, with our, our family with COVID, but um, it was the silver lining was is that we were able to use technology and we were able to expand and go digital because our business was more archaic before COVID, right? Or before mm. the coronavirus, we were traveling, we're hitting the ground, we're workshops out of town every quarter for like a month. I mean, it was exhausting. Uh, but going back to, you know, your, um, what things that we struggle with. And I think, uh, you know, sometimes, and it can't, this goes back to, and I don't want to sound like a, like I'm saying the opposite, but, you know, when you have, uh, you know, your people that you're working with and you have things that you're trying to get done, you know, sometimes it's hard to go back and say, Hey, you know what, you know, I've had a conversation with you about this a hundred times already, you know? So it's like, what do you, what do you do at that point? You know, do you, and, it, and it's bothering or it's hurting the business. Like, do you just take care of it yourself? Do you approach them again? And now you, there's another fight, right? Because mm. even though you have an opinion, they have an opinion too, you know? So I think uh, a lot of times it's really, um, and I think I, I've been almost like self-reflecting, you know, is that, you know, if there's something that I feel that somebody else could be doing, um, you know, and I'm, I'm getting upset about it because they're not doing it, not doing it right. I'm just like, you know what? And I've been, again, I've been really trying to do this is like, just, just stop, just do it yourself or get somebody else to do it. Or just, it's okay. You know, it's not going to be the way you want it. You know, let's, let's just move forward. And so it, it's just kind of the things that maybe drive you nuts is trying not to let them drive you nuts. Um, and, uh, and it's just trying to get past that, but some things that drive you nuts might be detriment to the success of your business. Right. So it's trying to just develop a way to take a lot more of the things that are coming at you and not get bogged down or offended, or, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like there's this issue. It's like, just, just, just move on. Like, just go to the next thing or just, just try to get over it, you know, because the, the, the walls, right. Like you have a wall in front of you, like, what do you do? You know, do you go around it? Do you go under it? It's like, realistically, you got to go through it, right? You got to break it down and go through it. But to be honest, I don't have enough energy or time in the day to go through all my walls. Oh, so, we can't you know, break we down do every a, single We do a lot of dodging. 
<laughs> yes, it's not it's not possible. And also it sounds like it's that understanding that ability in the moment to realize, okay, what's important? What's what's going to make this better or worse? What's the real thing here? Is it mine? Is it someone else's? So that self-reflection, that pausing in that moment to be able to know which which route to go down. Um, you said you, know, you go through the walls. It's so easy to keep plowing, plowing, plowing through all the walls and realize you didn't have to break every single one of them. That was actually a retaining wall. You kind of needed that. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. No, so where's, where's, where's your focus going this year? So 2023, we are steaming into it right now. Um, where is your focus as, as a family, as a business? Uh, what's got your attention? Um, I'd say if, if I'm on the same line with you, Frankie, but two things. One, we're trying to duplicate ourselves. Uh, we're trying to duplicate ourselves and try to automate. Because uh, right now with what we have, I mean, we, people, we, we coach people. We coach people into doing things that are just going to change their future, right? So in the past, we used to do it all for them. All right, just give me money, boom, boom, it's all done. But, you know, what had happened was, is it was just when things go, you know, the economy, something crazy is going on and they have a lot more questions because they don't understand. So our yeah. focus the last couple of years is now teaching coach, teaching coach, teaching coach, and actually help people put it into motion because people will pay us a lot of money to get coached and not do anything about it, right? Like, here's a bunch of money. It's like, okay, well, and then now we're following up with them. Like, Hey, like I'm trying, like, let's do this. So are you coaching so, them the actual tactical ways to invest, to see that return, what to do with it? Or are you coaching them ways to be able to be able to take that action? What, what area is your, is your focus of coaching? So our focus of coaching is learning all these very unique things, right? Like we actually recorded a ton of stuff. We got in front of a camera and just recorded, 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 right? That's the first step of duplicating ourselves. So now somebody can log in and they can watch, they can pause, they can come back, they, right? They can, you know, go in and out. And so now that we have that, so we'll sit down with people and they're like, whoa, I just learned a ton of stuff from your course. Now what? So now, again, instead of doing it for them, we're coaching them on how to do it. What's the, what's the best course of action? Do they understand what's, because there's no cookie cutter approach, right? What's most appropriate for them? So the biggest thing is helping them overcome what they've always believed, right? And stop doing what they've been doing, but going on to actually taking action and doing certain things. But with that is we just, we're, we're so busy, right? We wear all of these hats, right? Cause we, we run a business, we're coaching, we're doing all these things, but now it's working, right? People are coming in, we're successful in helping them coach, but now I'm only me, Frankie's only him. We can only handle so many, right? And now we're getting bottlenecked, right? We're getting bottlenecked where we're, we're, we're working with a number of families where we want to work with more, but we have to make sure that we give them that time and attention, you know, so you can't just, you know, I just open the floodgates, you know, we have to do it systematically. So, yeah. So back to the, back to the coaching and you explain it, but also next level is where is your energy going? Is it in the teaching of the systems, the methods, the, 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 the resources out there, or is it in overcoming everything that's standing away to actually apply the thing that you teach? Both. I want to say it's both, both, <laughs> right? We yeah. sit down with every every client, and they 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 you know they invest in themselves by coming becoming a part of our program. And realistically, uh, we sit down and we say, hey, these are the obstacles, and 
what's going to stop you from moving forward and doing what you, you've already paid for it. But I mean, we don't, what, what does it matter now? But we want to help them implement it. We want to help them get beyond themselves because we're human beings and we tend to get in front of ourselves. We tend to trip ourselves up. We're running. I mean, I have a brother who played soccer. We joke around. I joke around with him all the time. He was literally dribbling a ball in soccer and all of a sudden he falls down on the ground. I'm like, who tripped you? His knee ripped, right? He hurt himself. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you acted like somebody kicked you, you know, but you, sometimes you trip yourself. You get, you get caught up. And uh, these, uh, we have clients that get in their own way. They, they won't implement what they paid for. You know, they won't implement mm. what they, what the coaching we're giving them. And uh, we help them realize that as human beings, we do get in our own way. We do, uh, we tend to sabotage ourselves sometimes. We tend to, that's just what we do. You know, sometimes we're afraid of success. Sometimes we're afraid of bringing the. Oh yeah, we have a. Money we have a special superpower to just fuck up everything and <laughs> overcomplicate things, right? That's kind of, that's the human condition. That's the blessing and the curse. So how, how do you actually help people to be able to get out of their own way to apply everything that you have taught them that they should be doing? Uh, well, oh, no, Josh, one <laughs> of the things is, yeah. Well, one of the things is we spend a lot of time with people and, we're dealing, we're sitting down with somebody who's right, 60 years old. They have money, this, and that. It's like, it's a scary thing to do something different at this point in your life. And not everybody's 60 or 70. Some people are 25 or 30. But the thing is, is they're so ingrained that it's like, you think about this. If you look at these people that are billionaires, right? They're not doing what everybody else is doing. They're doing something different. But if you took a, a couple of those things that they're doing and you try to teach that to somebody else, they're going to go, I wouldn't do that. Like, why would I do that? That's not going to work. It's like, well, it is, it does work. And so I think just people just, they, they don't either, they don't believe it or they're scared to actually take action because it's completely different than what they were taught, you know, but that, that goes back to the saying, right? All the dogs barking up the wrong tree doesn't make it the right tree. And so, but uh, it just, it just comes down to, we just take time and we answer spend time answer spend time answer and that's kind of like to duplicate ourselves but we want to make sure that people are comfortable that they understand because they really are making huge decisions right here's all my money and all my resources and i'm going to do something different than what i've been doing for the last 60 years different right so that is is just helping people be comfortable and we believe in what we do a thousand percent so we know the, the fine print, the, the risk, everything, the more we could teach people and they'll learn, the more excited and calm and determined they will. And like, totally makes sense. Like now I'm going to do it because I could see it makes sense. And so that's the thing is, is education is huge, right? Just continue to educate and answer questions, educate and answer questions. A lot of times they're the same questions, right? They just, they're not, they're not applied. Like they just want that answer. I'm going to ask this question again. I'm going to ask this question again. Like, you know, but it's like, look, you, our whole goal is to get them to take one step and then they're going to go, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm still alive. Like, wow, it, 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 that step worked, right? So it's, it's getting them to, to try to take action. Again, it's just helping them, nudge them, answer their questions. Hey, I'm here for you kind of thing, because nobody wants to feel left alone or abandoned. And we don't want people to feel that way. You know, we, we want to give people that time. I was going to say what we do, too, is we develop a plan, help them develop a plan. Um, we tell them all the time, you're in control, you're in charge. But we're here to help you refine your plan, implement your plan. It's all up to you, but we're going to help you do this. And so, and then Josh hit on the, the nail on the head. A big part of what we do is education. Once people really start to become educated on what we do, 
it, it becomes easier for them to move forward. And those, those barriers start to go down and they can step over them, you know, because now they're starting to understand and they're starting to see and they start to realize that everything we we're teaching them was true. It's a whole new mindset to, to have a cash flow coming in and uh, real estate. You don't have to own real estate to be able to invest in real estate. It's a whole new thing for them. And so once they start to realize it, and then we start asking key questions to them too, like, hey, you know, why haven't you done this yet? What's holding you back? Why haven't you gone out and done this? Why haven't you implemented this? Why haven't we done this with your IRAs yet? What's going on? Oh, and here's the more education. Oh, you didn't watch that video. Let's, here's the video. Oh, I get it now. Okay, let's keep moving forward. But we just keep pressing, not pressure, pressing as far as trying to help them understand what it is that's holding them back. And then they'll typically, once the educational process, they'll start to, literally the walls become smaller and smaller and they'll start to step over them and move forward. I don't think we've had one client that hasn't moved forward with anything that we've told them to do. Everybody has literally moved forward. Some clients will take a little bit longer. You know, some clients are getting, they get in their own way and they start to say, oh, I don't like, it's too big. Well, you know, with too much money, you know, and how, you know, they don't understand. They start to educate and educate and the safety and this, and they go, oh, that makes complete sense to me now. I get it. Okay, let's do it. You know, so I think a big part of it is, is feeling comfortable and being educated. And then they start to move forward on their own. Love that. Beautiful. Love hitting it on all these different fronts. So, hey, guys, Frankie, Joshua, thank you so, so much for your time, for sharing behind the scenes of your business, your big, beautiful family business. And uh, yeah, share those nuggets along the way. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, guys, if people want to find you, what you do, where can they find you online? Uh, they can go to neverendingcashflow.com. Um, and you can actually see our family picture there. We have actually, it's a couple 20. years old. Yeah. So there's been a couple more grandkids added to the mix because the grandkids are on the picture too. But yeah, so uh, neverendingcashflow.com. <laughs> What's that? So there's 20 something grandkids on there. There's yeah, more. there is. That should, there's that should be more. <laughs> Love that. Guys, well, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. It's been, a, it's been so much fun. It was great. It has thank been. you so much. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.